Welcome to another episode of the brand brand called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished professional from Melbourne, Australia, Rosie Chong. Rosie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I feel very honored to be here. I'm so, so excited to get into the episode. Thank you. Rosie is a social media strategist. She's a personal branding expert. She's a mental health advocate and she's a podcast host. So Rosie, today we're going to speak about personal branding and your social media expertise. Let's start by asking you a very basic question for a lot of our young viewers and listeners. What is personal branding? So the way that I sort of see personal branding, there's essentially two different factors. There's the personal brand, which is the way that people see you. And this can be the way that you're represented online, your job title, your expertise, your accolades. It's essentially what people associate when they think of person X, for example, Ashutosh or Rosie or Jeff Bezos. In terms of personal branding, that's essentially the intentional effort or the intentional work that you are putting in Mm -hmm. to craft and build and control the narrative of what your personal brand is. Mm -hmm. And often this is done in the form of content and often it's done in the form of social media, Mm -hmm. but that is not the only way to do it. But it's basically just saying, hey, this is what I want to be known for, so I'm going to put in the effort to control that story. Wonderful. And how important is it for people to invest in their personal brand? I think for people that want to have a goal that personal branding is important, it is pivotal. pivotal. Mm. And I say that in a way that not everyone is going to care about having a personal brand or have the time or the energy or see the value in it. Mm -hmm. But I think for people that want to make something of themselves, it doesn't matter what their goal is, but they want to do something and have a purpose, be intentional about something. Mm -hmm. Having a personal brand is one of the most important things. It could be as simple as wanting to change careers. Mm-hmm. Having personal brand can help you get that. If you want to start a business, it can help you do that. Mm-hmm. If you just want to make an impact and inspire others, having a personal brand can do that. I think a lot of people think that only successful entrepreneurs or founders need a personal brand or celebrities or influencers, people who are quite wealthy or quite high up or already seemingly successful in the sort of standard stereotypical eye of the media. But I work a nine to five. I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not a founder. I don't really have any plans to be one anytime soon. And I love building my personal brand because it works towards my goals. Mm, Very interesting. And what are some of the factors to be taken into consideration when you start thinking of personal brand? I think the first one is sort of stripping it back and keeping it pretty simple is what do you want out of it? Why are you putting in the time or the effort and wanting to craft your personal brand what is it you want to be known for or get out of it and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people think it's just about follower base or it's becoming famous or an influencer or something Mm -hmm. if you're looking at it purely from that and the vanity metrics I would start again Mm -hmm. I think the second step from that once you've worked out a a really strong attention or a purpose or a goal Mm -hmm. is working out okay how do I want to get there who are the people I want to speak to or Mm -hmm. influence For me, it works being on LinkedIn. It's the kind of people I want to speak to. Mm. It's helping me build a brand that makes sense. For other people, that could be starting a website. It could be starting a podcast. Mm. It could be creating YouTube videos. It's a different avenue for every different person. And there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all that works Mm. for every person. Mm. So I think once you can work out 
where can you create content or how can you create content Mm -hmm. that makes sense for you, something that you enjoy, something that's sustainable, Mm -hmm. but then also is going to really align to an audience that wants to hear what you have to say or has the opportunity for you to build a really strong community or a base or something. Mm -hmm. That's where you got to start playing around in. Thank you. What a great response. Um, The other question that a lot of people ask me is at what stage of one's life should one start to invest in one's personal brand? I honestly think the earlier, the better. I only started LinkedIn about a year and a half ago and I was 20, oh God, how old was I? 26, I think, 25. And I honestly think that was too late. Mm-hmm. I wish I had started building my personal brand at, what, 16, 18 yeah. when I was in high school mm-hmm. because I think in the career that I'm in, it would have been really helpful. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't matter what industry you're in. I think as soon as you can start building a personal brand, whether mm-hmm. you've already started and you didn't realize mm-hmm. or you're making the really intentional effort, there's no such thing as starting too soon. I think mm-hmm. the longer you're in it, the better, the more you can evolve, adapt, change, the more that you can grow and the more that you can work out what is your unique purpose? What is your tone of voice? Mm. What do you want to be known for? And mm. I've gone through that evolutionary process in the last 18 months. But there are some days where I'm like, oh, I wish I just started creating so much earlier and I could have met more people or done more or mm. created more content. But, you know, better late than never. Mm. But, you know, uh, you're very young and you seem to know the areas that you want to invest in for your personal brand how does one how does one determine that this is my passion and this is the area I want to invest in it's I feel very privileged in the sense that I've found sort of my calling or what I want to do but in terms of someone that maybe is feeling really lost or they have a lot of different interests Hmm. start with thinking about okay could I talk about this particular topic Hmm. let's say sport I don't know could you talk about that for a straight year in Mm. content Mm. if your immediate gut reaction is no that's Mm. probably not what you should be talking Mm. about or probably not where your heart really lies right the easiest way to find at least in my opinion easiest way to find what you're passionate about or what you should be talking about is what could you just ramble 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 on about and be so excited to update to someone or share with your best friend Mm. or go home to your partner and say oh I did this thing today or What is the field that your idols are in? What is something that you are always so continually fascinated by? Mm -hmm. Or that you are, maybe you're lucky enough to be an expert in, I don't know, Rubik's Cubes Mm -hmm. or fixing bicycles. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Something that you are, whatever makes you you. That is a really good jumping off point. It doesn't necessarily have to be your nine to five or your job. That is very common for a lot of people. It is some things I talk about, but some a topic that I didn't realize I was really passionate in for a little while was mental health. And that just sort of came from trial and error. So a lot of times people think, oh, I have to get it right with my first piece of content or as soon as I start. The best part about building personal brand is that it can take as long as it needs. You can trial and error. You can change it up. My personal brand has very much done a 180 in the last Mm -hmm. year and a half. And that took time. Mm -hmm. And it's fine to switch things up, change things out and just experiment. So for our audience, uh, will you share one or two instances of how you pivoted your personal brand? Yeah, of course. So I think the first one that comes to mind is at the start of this year at 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, When I first started LinkedIn during 2021, I was doing a lot for my job. I was Mm -hmm. working in a sales position. 
And my content was purely as a way to get clients and to get mm. leads. And by the end of the year, I had finished up at that role. I didn't really want to be doing sales anymore, but I still wanted to do LinkedIn content. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to step away from doing sort of content with the sole purpose of getting leads and getting mm. clients mm. and just start being a little bit more me. So that's when I started sharing more about the behind the scenes and reality of being a content creator or my mental health journey and dealing with anxiety and being a little bit more raw and honest. I even started bringing in fashion a little bit, which is not typical to LinkedIn, but something that I absolutely love. And that was in the form of just the visuals I share with my photos and cute outfits as opposed to your stereotypical sort of professional look. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the, the biggest instance when I changed. And I think when my personal brand and my following took off it sort of took me about 12 months to build Mm. 10k followers and then it took me two months to double that and I think it's because I just did a full flip and I was like cool I'm done with this version of 2021 me I'm gonna change wonderful I think the other strong example I touched on very briefly before is when I started talking about mental health Mm -hmm. so I'd always felt quite ashamed of having mental health seeing a therapist having Mm -hmm. anxiety until I started talking on LinkedIn and I thought speaking to a therapist or having anxiety made me weak. I felt embarrassed. Mm. And there came a day in, I think it was about September in 2021 last year. Mm. And I just thought, I'm so burnt out. I'm exhausted. I burst into tears during a meeting over the smallest thing. I thought, I can't be the only person that feels like Mm -hmm. this. I was running a podcast. I was creating content every day. I was working long hours and it was just too much. Mm. And I made the decision to share a post on LinkedIn of, Hey, I'm really struggling with burn burnout. I've hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm feeling. You know, I need to take a break. Don't feel embarrassed if you're taking a break or don't feel ashamed about mental health. Mm-hmm. People resonated with it. The post did well. I had a lot of conversations with people who were like, wow, I really needed to hear that. And so that was one of my big light bulb moments mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I have to start talking about mental health now. And it's not just about social media trends it's not just about things that I do in my day-to-day so those are probably the two I think biggest pivots that I've made fascinating and uh, is a behavioral change a precursor to uh, developing one's personal brand yes and no Mm -hmm. can you elaborate on the question a little bit So basically you know most a lot of us are very set in our ways Mm. and then and you know and we always tend to fantasize about someone else or want to be somebody else mm-hmm. do we need to change ourselves uh, behaviorally to be able to say okay this is now going to be my personal brand yes and no mm-hmm. i i say yes because i think if you really want something and you want what someone else has mm-hmm. you need to get out of whatever comfort zone you're in and start doing something that's probably a little scary mm-hmm. in most instances people who are wanting to chase a personal brand or something mm-hmm. more probably aren't already doing any content or aren't mm-hmm. intentionally building personal brands mm-hmm. so in terms of needing to change habitually mm-hmm. or change what you're doing that's where you have to you have to actually try and think okay i can't just wait for the world to hand it all to me on a silver platter that's probably not going to happen as not lovely as that would be Mm. it's just not how life works Mm. so I think that's where the change comes where I say no in that instance is don't change who you are just to pretend to be someone else don't put Mm -hmm. a facade on don't wear a mask just because you see it working for some person 
doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It doesn't mean it's authentic to who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I did for a while as I showed up on LinkedIn, how I thought others wanted me to show up, how I thought I should have been. I was trying to act older because I was scared people were going to not take me seriously for being Mm -hmm. in my mid-20s. And I was miserable. I felt stressed out writing content. Mm -hmm. I could tell I wasn't being my full self. I felt very filtered. Mm -hmm. And that was my own doing. And I guess another part of when I started changing my content at the start of the year and having that sort of light bulb moment is I started being a bit more me Mm -hmm. and I stopped trying to be someone else. I stopped trying to be the CEOs that I saw on LinkedIn. I Mm -hmm. stopped trying to be the professionals that were the number one salespeople in their business. Mm -hmm. And I started showing up as a 26-year-old who loved fashion and cared about mental health and cared Mm -hmm. about personal branding. Fascinating. 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 The next question for you is that, you know, a lot of people who are working in organizations and uh, most of us who have worked for large companies believe that we are uh, who we are without realizing that we are who we are because of the brand of the company. Mm. How does one handle the conflict of a personal brand with the brand of the company? I think the way that I think about it is that Your personal brand is you and that will carry with you until your very last days. You will always be yourself, whatever situation you're in. For most people, the job that they work or the company that they work for is only temporary. Mm -hmm. And for the people that manage to be in their dream job for the rest of their life, obviously they're, I think, the exception. Mm -hmm. So they will always sort of be one-in-one or hand-in-hand with that Mm -hmm. company. When I start talking to people about What is it like to have a nine to five? I'm an employee for someone else. I work at a business. Mm. I don't have my own company, but I have quite a strong personal brand is it's having the open, honest communication, but then also being really mindful and respectful that you are an extension or a face of the business you work at. Mm -hmm. It's different if you own your business and you can just take responsibility or accountability for things you say online Mm -hmm. and it's part of your own business. But at the end of the day, you're, if you're an employee or working a nine to five for someone else, Mm -hmm. You have to be mindful that you represent them. And in terms of showing up online and how you can have a job and be part of a company, Mm -hmm. but also have your own personal brand, it's just use common sense. Mm -hmm. Don't be an asshole. Don't say things online that you probably shouldn't be saying. Mm -hmm. But then also if it really matters to you that you want to have controversial topics, you want to have the hard conversations online, or you want to start building your personal brand, Talk to your boss about it. Mm. Talk to the head of comms or HR or whoever needs to do it. It's so much better to have a conversation early on Mm. than do it six months down the track, kept it a secret, and then you have HR calling saying, hey, person A, what are you doing? We didn't Mm. didn't say this was okay. Mm. I'm in the fortunate position that I work in advertising, and so my boss is super supportive. He was like, yeah, post whatever you want. Like, Mm. I love having you as our LinkedIn guru. It's great. Mm. And I am in part of an environment where building personal brand is really encouraged. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of colleagues or a lot of, not colleagues, I guess, but friends in different industries or friends from LinkedIn who haven't been as fortunate, who have been told, oh, you're not allowed to post on LinkedIn. You're Mm. not allowed to have a profile. Mm. And my advice to them is, I guess you need to start waking up, is how important is it to you to have a personal brand? Mm -hmm. It's probably not great if you or a company that is controlling your discourse online. Mm. Some places I can understand because of sensitivity and legalities, but should they be controlling what you say in 22? Not great. Maybe a red flag, but I can't tell people to quit their jobs. They can do whatever they like. But yeah, I guess just 
communicate. Mm. Well said. And uh, Rosie, uh, a lot of people believe that social media uh, plays a very important role in building a personal brand. How does one select which social media platform is best for me? I think the first one is realizing that you can't be on every platform because you are just going to burn out, spread yourself too thin. So Mm -hmm. it's okay to not be on 17 different platforms. Mm -hmm. I work in social media and I'm not. The, The next one is... I guess, working out what platform do you enjoy being on? Because if you want to create content, you're probably going to have to be on there Mm. all the time, whether it's editing and posting or whether it's scrolling as a user. Mm. There's no point being on a platform that you don't understand how it works or you don't know how to do it. For example, I'm terrible at editing videos, so I'm Mm. not going to start a YouTube channel right now. I need something that is a little bit more sustainable and maintainable for my skill set. The other one, which I've touched on a little bit, is understanding the users and the audience. So Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about something professional, LinkedIn kind of makes sense. If you want to build a repertoire of being a fashion person and a lifestyle guru, LinkedIn might not necessarily be the most beneficial place. It could Mm -hmm. be Pinterest or Instagram or TikTok, somewhere where there's users and audience members who actually want to read, view and understand and entertain your content Mm -hmm. there's no point posting something where there's just no user base and if you're super non-social media you're super new to it and you don't know anything about it Mm -hmm. you can just google that stuff I I think a lot of people do understand who the users are on social media or how the platforms work but it's simple as not enough if you're trying to investigate a platform that maybe you've never heard of Mm -hmm. but it might be good for you you can simply google what do people like on platform X or what kind of users are on platform B? And there's, you know, Google is your best friend for a reason. So yeah, hopefully that helps. Well said. Well said. My next question to you, uh, Rosie, is uh, on uh, this new breed of influencers and micro-influencers. What are they doing about their personal brand and what can the average social media uh, in person learn from them i think what's really interesting seeing especially on tiktok is that there's this rise of quitting a nine-to-five becoming a content creator or Mm -hmm. becoming a micro influencer and it's become this really sexy career because you don't have a boss you get to be Mm -hmm. self-employed and i think what's really interesting alongside of that is a lot of people showing the honesty i think that's Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that people can learn from these creators especially Mm -hmm. the ones who cut the BS and they're pretty open and real Mm. is you can see what's actually involved. You can see how much goes into creating a video Mm -hmm. or being very intentional about the aesthetics of your feed and how it looks or even the way that you speak. And it can, some people are very outspoken and very loud and outrageous and controversial and Mm. that is their brand and it's very intentional. Mm. Other people are very soft-spoken, girly, flirty, aesthetically pleasing and that's their aesthetic or what they want to be known for. Mm. I think just being a consumer of content on any platform, you're naturally going to pick up things from creators, friends and family, from influencers, and just see that every piece of content that goes out is an immediate extension of their brand. So everything that you say, everything that you post becomes part of who you are. And I think something else that people can learn from this is that you're not always going to get it right. Not everyone's going to like you. And that is a reality of building a personal brand and getting more awareness for yourself, getting yourself out there. So that it's impossible to have 7 billion people like mm-hmm. you. And yeah. that's okay. I think it's 
also teaching people to have a little bit of a tougher skin and sort of learn that it's okay to get feedback or it's okay to disagree with someone. It can help you open your mind and become a greater person. You can learn more, you can grow more. But I think people that want to become a creator or they want to build a personal brand, it is very much a marathon. It's very much a long game. A lot of creators speak about mental health issues, burnout, exhaustion, anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's something I speak about a lot because you are constantly needing to put yourself front and center. You need to Mm -hmm. be vulnerable. You are literally exposing yourself to the world by putting out content or speaking your mind and sharing your opinions. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be the bad days. There's going to be awesome days. There's going to be days you're not inspired. Mm -hmm. I think there's so much people can learn from watching the micro-influencers or the influencers and just seeing it takes a lot of hard work. Not everyone is going to be a Kim Kardashian. Not everyone is going to have a million followers overnight. Mm. And that's just the reality of it. Well said. Well said. So, Rosie, I have time for two more questions. And I want to move on and ask you about your podcast. Sure. Tell me about your podcast. What is it called? And what topics do you cover? So, I co-host a podcast with my friend Stella. It, the podcast is called It's a Definite Maybe. We're on... Mm-hmm pretty much everywhere you can listen to a podcast, Spotify, Apple, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And Stella and I started the podcast because we wanted to create a space that was essentially a conversation between two millennial women Mm -hmm. talking about the pressures of being in our 20s and that there's not really a one-size-fits-all approach to life. In terms of the topics we cover, it's anything from work to relationships to friendships to Mm -hmm. dealing with mental health to a little bit of pop culture and celebrities. Mm. which is, um, yeah, it's really fun. Love doing it. Fabulous. And my last question to you, Rosie, and this is for the many people who will listen to our conversation. (laughs) Based on your incredible understanding of personal branding and social media, what would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away uh, with regard to personal branding and using social media? I think the first one is that comparison very much is a thief of joy. It's something I've struggled with a lot. You see someone else that's really successful. You see someone else's post that Mm. goes viral and yours isn't. Mm. And it can be really discouraging some days. And I think it's unfortunately a normal part of being human is that we constantly compare ourselves to others, Mm -hmm. but it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Everyone is doing different things. Everyone has different experience, different skill sets. Some people might have hours a week to dedicate to creating content Mm -hmm. and engaging with others. So they're getting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. You might only have 20 minutes a week. You're in completely different areas. You're completely different paces. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Everyone's in their own space and in their own, their own lane doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about what other people are doing. Just focus on you, focus on your content, focus on what you want to be building and your own personal brand. Mm -hmm. I think the second one is that there's no real sort of, right approach there's mm-hmm. no perfect solution or perfect secret sauce to mm-hmm. a successful personal brand yeah. and it's okay to fail it's okay to trial and error and experiment yeah i think some people think that they have to get it right and they have to really niche down mm-hmm. when they begin at the end of the day just work out what sticks find out what your audience actually cares about but mm-hmm. also is also in synergy with what you want to talk about and what you care about so that's probably my second learning a second Mm -hmm. piece of advice the third one is something that's very close to home is that it's okay if people don't like you it's okay if you get it wrong Mm -hmm. I think the biggest learning is that sometimes you will get it wrong Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't say something the right way 
maybe you shouldn't have said something and it was a bit controversial or maybe you've upset someone or offended them. Mm. What the learning is, is that sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes people won't like you. Sometimes mm. people disagree, but there's a way to be respectful about it. There's a way to learn from it. There's a way to take accountability if you need to. And I think being able to put your ego to the side, mm-hmm. admit when you're wrong or politely disagree with someone without being a bully mm. and without being mean, there's a way to respectfully disagree. Mm. And it's okay for people to have opinions. It's okay if someone doesn't like your opinion, but just be adult about it. Be mature about it. There's no need to be catty about it. There is also a block button on most platforms mm. if you need it. That's always great. Um, but yeah, just realize that sometimes you get it wrong. That's fine. Mm. People move on from things so quickly. It might feel like the end of the world if you're having a bad day or if people are being bullies in the comments we don't like bullies Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to take a break come back with a clear head take some space log out of the app or realize oh yeah you know I probably could have said that better and that's okay and I think that is a huge sign of someone who is really willing to grow and evolve the personal brand Mm -hmm. and someone who is willing to learn from others or know like hey I can learn from this and I'm going to keep going and moving from here fascinating Rosie, on that note and your amazing lessons, comparison is not worth it. There is no real right or wrong approach and it is okay to go wrong. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about personal branding. Uh, I mean, I'm really amazed at how much of a deep understanding you have on personal brands and how it is built. Thank you also for talking to me about how to use social media to build one's personal brand. Finally, thank you for talking to me about your podcast and thank you for speaking to me. Good luck to you. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.